beautiful humans. You bet it's new. broadcast is brought to you by patreon and will be brought to you by patreon from now on so when you join my patreon you can find me at patreon.com backslash billy billy b if you sign up for the beautiful human plus tier that's my five dollar tier every other week you'll be able to vote on what i talk about on my public podcast podcasts are going to be done a little bit differently from now on every other week i will be posting the public podcast on spotify as well as buzzsprout And then I will have a private podcast for my patrons only. And those are all going to be AMAs. So anyway, like I said, tonight's broadcast was voted on. Everybody wanted to know, what is the one oddity that I just cannot seem to get my hands on? It's partially embarrassing to say, uh, only because it's such a well-known oddity. But people don't seem to understand how hard it is to actually find one in the condition that I am looking for. The oddity that I cannot seem to get a hold of is a Fiji mermaid. I've wanted one since I was little. I was terrified by them the first time I saw, well, I saw a case of three the first time I saw them. Um, and I've, I've just desperately wanted one of my own. Told my partner multiple times, I said, hey, if we ever get married, that is what I want as my wedding present from you. I just want a Victorian era original Fiji mermaid. And that's the kicker there. There are tons and tons of Fiji mermaids that you can find out and about in the world that are even still being made today, taxidermied or gaffed or otherwise. And you you can find them, they pay a pretty penny, but finding an original one from around the Victorian times is exceedingly hard. And then finding one in good condition is even harder. And then finding one that won't require me to take another mortgage out on my house is even harder. We do have lots of friends that do have access to them, um, but finding someone who's actually willing to sell one in good condition is a little bit harder. So some of you on here are probably very familiar with what a Fiji mermaid is, but for those who are not, a Fiji mermaid in layman's terms is a half monkey, half fish sewn together, taxidermied together to look like one being. Um, And it was shown around sideshows and traveling shows, oddity shows, museums, things like that. And it was touted as a mermaid, as an actual mermaid that was caught off the coast of Japan. And great grand tales of what their lives were like and how they were actually not these beautiful sirens of the sea. They were these horrible, gnarled, creepy, three-foot-long max looking entities and it's it's very interesting to me it's funny because the people who know about fiji mermaids are obsessed with them the people who don't know what they are just really are completely removed from the idea they're like it's a what with a what and it's funny honestly it's funny to me when i explain it to people for the first time i can just see their eyes getting wider i'm like yes yes it is a taxidermied monkey and a taxidermied fish and then you put them together and then you you put it in a box And then you show it to people and go, it's a mermaid. But of course, back in the day, they really did. I think people were very easy to convince um, or they wanted to be convinced for a small fee that mermaids were real. 
I don't blame them. I grew up in a family. My father worked for Disney for over 20 years. And I, you know, the idea of the Little Mermaid being a real thing was great. But then also keep in mind, I was a super weird kid. Super weird kid. I love the circus. I love the idea of running away to the circus. I love sideshows as a young child. And in all the way through adulthood, of course, here I am. Um, and so those two things combined together, of course, I'm obsessed with Fiji mermaids. One thing to this day that still draws me to them is their history. Now, unfortunately, the history of the Fiji mermaid is quite muddy for most people. Oftentimes when you ask somebody, hey, where do Fiji mermaids come from? Um, a bunch of people will sit there, look you straight in the eye and go, oh, it's an invention by P.T. Barnum. As you all know, I am not a Barnum fan. And thankfully, my favorite oddity is not by P.T. Barnum. Did he make a lot of money off of them? Of course he did. But when Fiji Mermaids actually became a thing, it was long before P.T. Barnum was in the game. Interestingly enough, the first known Fiji Mermaid that we can track down is from 1822, and it is from Japan. Specifically, Japanese sailors who put it together as kind of a joke. And of course, some stupid person on land found that to be quite interesting and purchased it off of these sailors when they came to port. And for about 20 or so years, it was kept in a private collection. It wasn't until that particular Fiji mermaid was sold in the early 1840s that P.T. Barnum even laid eyes on it. Now, keep in mind, the original Fiji Mermaid was never sold to P.T. Barnum. It was rented by P.T. Barnum for about $12 a week. P.T., as we all know, had a huge love of anything that came out of nature. Um, he had somebody examine the fish. And once he knew that it was, you know, definitely a gaffe, he was still interested in the idea and whimsy of mermaids being real. And being himself, he saw dollar signs and decided to go ahead and rent the Fiji mermaid for his tour in the 1840s. I think the best part about, I, as much as I hate Barnum, the best part about his show that went along with his little fish friend that he had just, you know, rented slash acquired um, is that he would go around cities, major cities, with an actor and say, this is a, a doctor, a naturalist who is able to you know, find this diseased creature washed up on the so shore and blah, 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 blah. It goes on forever. Oh my God, their pitch went on forever. But by the time the pitch was over, people were clamoring to get into the tents and see what the hell everyone was talking about. And of course, what then built up was that this was a mermaid caught off the coast of South Africa and they gave it the name the Fiji mermaid. Now, Barnum traveled extensively with this little oddity of his but to keep it under wraps that it wasn't actually a gaffe, um, he had the guy, he the actor he had hired to play Dr. Griffin um, carry this thing around as if it was his own. When Barnum and Griffin were, quote unquote Griffin, were staying in a Philadelphia hotel uh, to keep the ruse going, um, the actor who was playing Griffin showed the Fiji mermaid to the Philadelphia hotel owner as a sign of gratitude for his amazing hospitality. And of course, with connections like hotel owners have, this hotel owner freaked out and went, oh my gosh, I need, I need my friends to see this, and ordered the next night for a bunch of newspaper editors to come out and take a look at it. Cue mass pandemonium. 
drawings and editorial sketches of this VJ mermaid were nationwide within a day or two. With this popularity, um, Barnum and Griffin then went up to New York where Griffin kept going with the ruse and had it displayed in New York for a week. But Barnum needed to travel. It was getting a little old. So he finally convinced the actor who was playing Griffin to please give it to the American Museum of Natural History, which he happily did. But not before Barnum hired crap tons of artists to come out and make gestural drawings and full-blown medical drawings and every other type of drawing you can think of of this Fiji mermaid before it was out of his possession so that he could sell them as takeaway cabinet cards and pitch cards to people coming to his future shows. P.T. Barnum swindled millions of people for decades. Decades. With all sorts of different gaffes and things of the sort. And then, of course, he had his natural-born um, performers, and then he had his paid working acts, and he just had an entire empire behind him. So people, in a way, trusted him. So the idea that there was this Fiji mermaid um, really upped his street cred, <laughs> so to say. He would come into a town, and people would go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, do you have the Fiji mermaid? And he would be like, no, but I've got many other oddities. And if you come into my show, you can take home a piece of the circus with you, i.e. a pitch card or a cabinet card or a signature or what have you. And that would be enough to entice people to come and enjoy the show. Now, Fiji mermaids have made a ginormous cultural footprint on America. A lot of places you can go will have Fiji mermaids set up. And of course, they're not the original Fiji mermaid, but you can find at least one every time you go to a Ripley's Believe It or Not. And those are fun because they're usually from around you know, the 1920s, 1930s. Those are always fantastic because they were made specifically for display. So they're very well kept and they look wonderful. But of course, they've been artificially aged and what have you. Uh, you can find one at Coney Island still, and uh, my favorite antique store in downtown Philadelphia, Anastasia's Antiques, has a Fiji mermaid on display that I am madly in love with and will get my hands on one day. It's just right now she's not for sale because why would she be? She's perfect. And now back at the turn of the 20th century, there were tons of people claiming to have the original Barnum Fiji mermaid. Um, it, nobody can be 100% sure who has the original, original Fiji mermaid, or if it even still exists. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Coney Island. Coney Island claims to have it. Um, Ripley's Believe It or Not claims to have it. Everyone who's got a Fiji mermaid, for the most part, if they are an entity that has been around for a really long time, claims that theirs might be the original. And I think all of them are beautiful, so I'm not going to sit here and speculate who's who, but there's an even more, <laughs> it sounds terrible and overdramatic, but insidious side to Fiji mermaids in that so many people who have Fiji mermaids from about 100 years ago claim that theirs are full taxidermy. And then you have other people that look at those and scoff and go, no, those are gaffed. So gaffing is when th there's, there's two thought patterns um, or theories of thought that come along with the word gaff. I like to go by the idea of things being called a partial gaff or a full gaff. And what that means is that they are both gaffs and which means they're not real. They're not real. They aren't either an e either original date 
is sometimes what a gaff refers to is that this is a recreation of what something would have looked like back whenever its origins came from. Um, or it's a gaff in that you say that's a mermaid, but it's actually a monkey and a fish put together. Well, inside of that culture of Fiji mermaids, there are people who say, oh, yours is a full gaff, which means that the fish part is paper mache and the monkey part is paper mache and wire or, you know, a mix of lacquers, this, that. And you have people that go, oh, that's a half gaff, which is, oh, that's a real fish, but a fake monkey. Oh, that's a real monkey, but a fake fish. Uh, you have people that go, oh, that's gaffed colorization, which means that you've dolled it up to make it look better. Um, or they'll say, oh, that's, you know, gaffed deterioration, which is, oh, that must be newer. You probably artificially aged it with some kind of technique. And the amount of anger and finger pointing that goes around with Fiji mermaids, in my opinion, is better than HBO. It's hilarious. If you want to start an argument in any room full of people who are part of a side show or a part of carnival life or have traveled with a show or what have you, or if you're just in a really interesting group of people who collect things, just walk into the middle of the group, wait till everything gets quiet and then go, Ripley's Believe It or Not has the real Fiji mermaid. And then everyone will break out into hysteria. Like, no, yes, maybe. And then it's like politics. They will just argue to the death because everyone's got such a strong opinion on it. I like to step outside of it and just be like, I think they're all pretty. I don't care if I get a full gaff, a half gaff, whatever. I care about when it was made. Not necessarily, you know, if it's the original, I don't want that. I don't want that. But for aesthetic purposes, I'd love to have one from like, I don't know, somewhere around 1890 to like 1915. Somewhere in there would be great. <laughs> if anybody's got um, a Fiji mermaid for sale out there that you don't want, let me know. Or people who have a glass case for a Fiji mermaid that you don't want. Let me know. Um, all the ones I've seen that I've really, really liked, like I said, have either been um, not for sale or are for sale and are super damaged or they are for sale, but they're like $3,000 <laughs> and or they are for sale and they're not from the time period I want. And I'm just very specific about this one thing. Usually I'm a very, very much a equal opportunity employer. When it comes to oddities, I just think everything's cool. I think anything's an oddity, and so I got to slow myself down. I have, have to be like, Billy, you can't stick like a Burt's Bees lipstick into a glass case and be like, this is a part of history. Because even though I find everything interesting and part of history, it doesn't mean everybody else will as well. So I have to really reel myself back. But as far as um, holy grails of oddities goes, ah, yeah, Fiji Mermaid, number one. For sure, must have, do want. One day. We'll find it one day. That concludes this episode of the Billy Billy Broadcast. I hope you learned something today. As always, there are plenty of places to find me. You can go on patreon.com backslash billybillyb or just search for me on Patreon. I am also on Instagram at underscore billybillyb underscore TikTok at billybillyb. All right, you guys. I've had a fun time. Hope you have too. I love you. I'll see you. Bye.